what makes you an awesome human being? What are those things about yourself that you really like, right? Regardless of what the naysayers say, regardless of what the haters may say, what is it about you that you absolutely accept and that you love? So what makes you a star, right? So I want to talk about that today. And also I want to encourage you, if you haven't really pondered that, why not do that? You're on this planet, right? You're breathing, right? Your heart is beating, right? What is it about you that you absolutely love? Regardless of what everybody else says or certain other people, right? You got to think about that. Because if you don't love yourself, like they say, nobody else is really going to love you either. Because by you not loving yourself, you put that wall up. How comfortable or uncomfortable do I feel about defending and honoring my own life am i mousing around my life am i apologizing for a living and being on the planet being a part of the human collective am i apologizing for that non-verbally maybe even sometimes verbally because toxic relationships with narcissists we all know i'm gonna raise my hand and testify <laughs> we all know that the narcissist, one of the main things that they do is they tell you how awful you are. Verbally, sometimes. But really, they're very good at doing it non-verbally by, by the way they treat you, which is probably some of you guys can remember how awful that was. Right? Some of you can remember. And some of us have um, buried those memories because they're just too painful and traumatic. Toxic relationships with narcissists can absolutely leave you feeling with lower self-esteem and your confidence level is going to take a hit. So if you're mousing around your life, apologizing for existing, then yeah, you're not looking at what makes you a star. You're not in your own right. You're not looking at what makes you awesome. And I want to encourage you today to do that right do that you deserve it i know i had to get to that point where i was like you know what i'm not as bad as the narcissist says i am i'm not and it took me some time to get there it took me a little time guys to get there and realize wait a minute i have issues yes i make mistakes yes there's some room for, for improvement, absolutely. But you know what? I'm not as bad as the narcissist says or even is trying to imply by their negative treatment of me. I'm not that bad. I'm human, right? So embrace your humanness. Okay, I may have made up a word, but it, you know, you get the point. <laughs> embrace yourself. And answer that question for yourself. Not for me. Not for anybody else. Answer that question for yourself. What makes you a star in your own right? I want to encourage you to do that today. Defend and honor your life without apology. Yeah. Defend your life. It's yours. Regardless of what your responsibilities are. Regardless of what status you are in life. Regardless of where you live in life. Your life is yours. You're responsible for it. You do have more say than you think you do about what unfolds in your life, who's in your life. Now, the exception 
are children because usually they are subjected to various forms of abuse if a narcissist is in the picture if a, an abusive behavior person is in the picture so as an adult yes you have some say about what's going on in your inner world what makes you a star what makes you a star within your own right Narcissists and cluster personalities, yeah, they have selected amnesia. This is a defense mechanism. This is also the way that they express that they are in survival mode. The narcissist and cluster personality, they have a false self-image to uphold. That false self-image may be that of a person who's been brokenhearted, a person who is a victim. So if you express how you have experienced him or her in a way that suggests that your heart has been broken by him or her, they're going to turn that around and treat you and possibly falsely accuse you of breaking their hearts. Okay. This is also called the blaming game. They will blame you for certain things that have occurred in the relationship that has resulted in you and them growing in different directions okay there isn't any such thing as separation you have grown in different directions there were choices that you made there were choices that he or she has made which resulted in you both growing in different directions instead of the narcissist accepting that as you probably have they will falsely accuse you of pulling shenanigans they will falsely accuse you of breaking their heart they will falsely accuse you of doing certain things that have caused them some, some sort of grievances, right? So the narcissist and cluster personality, in order to make sure that their false self-image is thriving and surviving, they will falsely accuse you of breaking their hearts. They will falsely accuse you of pulling certain shenanigans that have caused them grievances, when really the reality doesn't reflect that. The narcissist and cluster personality, they often perceive others challenging him or her. They often perceive others threatening him or her. Simply put, whenever the narcissist and cluster personality feels a threat or a challenge to the false self-image, they will usually go on the rampage. They usually respond by falsely accusing others of things that they did not do, such as pulling certain shenanigans, such as breaking their hearts, Narcissists and cluster personalities, they're not easily offended. They have detached from the part of themselves which have enabled them to feel empathy for other people. So when you look at that type of person, they're probably not easily offended, nor are their hearts broken very often. They may have had their hearts broken from someone in their past, in their childhood. More than likely when it comes to you, more than likely, you have not broken their hearts. If anything, you may have bruised their egos. The narcissist and cluster personality, they have big egos, okay? Overinflated egos. So whenever you start to express what you have experienced, they're going to more than likely falsely accuse you of pulling certain shenanigans that you have not pulled. Shenanigans, Ironically, they have pulled 
they're going to falsely accuse you of pulling those very same shenanigans. Now you may be wondering, why would they do that? Well, because they have a false self image to uphold. The false self image may be that of a person who's a victim. The narcissist and cluster personality, they have several false self images. Most of the time we think of them having one false self image, but it's usually several. One of those false self images, again, may be a person who's a victim. So if you're expressing what you have experienced with the narcissist and cluster personality, or simply how you have experienced them and the dysfunctional relationship, and it reflects a person who has been broken from that you have been broken hearted by him or her, then that doesn't match. See, that doesn't match their false self image, which is that of a victim. So the narcissist and cluster personality will then begin to see you as the person who has broken his or her heart by pulling certain shenanigans that they have pulled, such as gaslighting him. The narcissist and cluster personality has several false self images that usually work in the background of every relationship he or she has. You cannot see it very clearly. However, the narcissist and cluster personality, their false self images are usually at play that are usually working behind the scenes, whereas you cannot see them very clearly. They're working to sabotage the relationship that you have. Simply put, the narcissist and cluster personality, due to their defense mechanism and their survival mode, they're going to say and or do whatever is necessary in order to make sure that their false self image or their false self images are surviving and thriving. So when you express that your heart has been broken by him or her, they're going to flip that around and begin to see you as the person who broke his or her heart. I know as a, is I know as a mind trick. However, a lot of narcissists and cluster personalities, they pull this one. This is part of their playing mind games. They want you to believe and or think that you're the one who is really guilty. This is also how they project whatever they don't like about themselves onto others. The narcissist and cluster personality, they have selective amnesia. They like to put it out of their consciousness that they have done certain things, such as pulling certain shenanigans in order to obtain the narcissistic supply from you. They may have pulled the shenanigan of gaslighting you in order to obtain the narcissistic supply from you. So when you express what you have experienced with him or her, such as you're having your heart broken because they pull particular shenanigans, such as gaslighting you and you remember it. So you're going to him or her and you are expressing this, the narcissist and cluster personality. This is when their false self image kicks into gear. One of them of all of them, their false self images will kick into gear. This is part of their defense mechanism like a soldier, like a guard, like a person who's a security officer. The narcissist has false self images that will rush and rescue him or her from reality. So when you begin to express some pain or frustration or disappointment 
or anger due to a certain shenanigan or shenanigans that the narcissist has pulled, this is when their false self images will kick into gear. The narcissist and cluster personality, they see themselves as a victim. So if you're expressing that you have been the victim, it's not going to work. The narcissist and cluster personality will begin to more than likely falsely accuse you of being the one that broke their hearts when the reality doesn't reflect that. This is exactly why some of you have been experiencing a lot of pain and frustration when expressing what you have experienced with the narcissist and oppressive personality, simply because they have selective amnesia. And they also express this so well that it is very frustrating, right? It is very disappointing at times. And you may be quite confused about that. Well, why would the narcissist falsely accuse what they have Some done? Some of us have experienced confusion, myself included, about how is it that the cluster B personality and or the narcissist can falsely accuse others of what they have done to break other people's hearts. As I stated, they have selective amnesia. Their false self images are always working in the background. The false self images usually are not very clear. People usually overlook the false self images. Tool number one, remember, the narcissist and cluster B personality has a false self image that they're loyal to. They will say and or do just about anything to make sure that the false self image that he or she has will survive and thrive. This means more than likely it's at the expense of others. All right, tool number two, the narcissist and cluster B personality is notorious for playing mind games. So the next time you begin to express what you have experienced to him or her, remember more than likely he or she is going to flip that around. They're going to get busy on guilt tripping you. This is to protect the perspective and the perception that they have of you, the world and the false self images. Okay. They have to protect and preserve that at all costs. This is part of their survival. The narcissist and cluster personality, they will not take responsibility for breaking your heart under any circumstances. The narcissist and cluster personality, they will begin to see you as the person that they are. Tool number three, have a support base to express constructively what you have experienced. How have you experienced the narcissist? I'm jumping right into the first critical question. How have you experienced the narcissist? Critical question number two, do you often find that you are second guessing yourself when it comes to the narcissist, when the narcissist says or does something, do you place what they think and or feel before what you think and feel? In other words, do you place the narcissist before you? That's a two part second critical question. Okay. Critical question. Number three, does the narcissist ever reach out to you in order to resolve any conflict or issue? That's a long question, but it's a very deep one because when you start checking the history of the dysfunctional relationship that you had with him or her or currently. Okay. So if you're reflecting on a current relationship that you have with a narcissist and cluster B personality, there's a common theme more than likely that you're going to catch 
that you haven't caught before. More than likely, as you reflect on the dysfunctional relationship with the narcissist and cluster B personality, there is a common thread that you probably can detect now that was always there, but it wasn't very clear to you or it wasn't very apparent before. And that is the narcissist and cluster B personality tends to not be very engaged in the relationship. They're not present. For example, you have simply expressed what you have experienced with the narcissist. You may say something like, I don't like what you just said. The narcissist and cluster B personality, they may respond with acting like they don't know what you're talking about. That's one way that they are not engaged. They're not present in the relationship. You feel like you are all on your own. A lot of us who have relationships with narcissists and cluster B personalities, this is something that we often experience. And that is, we feel like we're floating out there alone. We're all alone in the relationship with him or her. Well, guess what? The narcissist and cluster B personality, they're not fully engaged in the relationship because they aren't fully present. They're usually reenacting. The narcissist and cluster B personality, they are often reenacting something that is unresolved or remains to be unresolved. It could be childhood trauma. It can be a painful issue from the past. It could be a previous relationship that they had. It goes unresolved. They left things unsaid, undone. So now that they're in a relationship with you, they're reenacting that. The same thing that they deny is going on with him or her, such as they're being in a lot of pain about something. The narcissist and cluster B personality, they don't like to think that they are human beings having a human experience like the rest of us and who are prone to be faced with challenges. The narcissist and cluster B personality, they think they're beyond and above all of that. So when they are reminded that they're human or they are just like the rest of us, sometimes they express that by narcissistic rage or injury, narcissistic injury or narcissistic so rage. So whenever one expresses what he or she has experienced, and it may have been heartbreak, it may have been heartache and pain by the shenanigans of a narcissist, he or she will put a wall up. They will become very guarded. They will check out more than they often are checked out. They're not present in the relationship. This is something that now that you take a look at it, you will begin to see that particular pattern. It was there all along. He or she tends to check out very often, especially when it comes to you expressing disappointment, sadness, and pain of some sort. Sometimes when they goat you into an argument, they're hoping that you become reactionary. This way they can tap into your energy field and draw from that. Their false self image is then supplied. So this is this thing about having a narcissist in your life and having a cluster B personality in your life can be very tiresome. It can also be very confusing as well as very tricky. This is not your typical dysfunctional relationship. There's your typical dysfunctional relationship and then there's your dysfunctional relationship with a narcissist and a cluster B personality. They're two different beasts. They're two different worlds. The cluster B personality 
is a personality disorder. One of the clusters or symptoms of the cluster B personality is that of a narcissistic personality. So these individuals have a fixed yet a very complex personality disorder. This is why having a dysfunctional relationship with him or her is not your typical dysfunctional relationship. Luminous Star, welcome to my channel, Luminous Star. For you guys and gals who are current subscribers, mwah, thank you so much for your subscription. Also, thank you for motivating the entire planet by sharing your stories. Not only do you motivate others, but you inspire them, as well as yours truly. So please keep sharing your stories. I know how difficult it is to do sometimes, because in today's world, it's pretty difficult to even find anybody trustworthy enough to share your stories with. But you heard it from me. When you share your stories, you motivate and inspire a lot of people on the planet. So keep it up. If this is your first time visiting Luminous Star, welcome to the Luminous Star channel. And why don't you join the Star family by hitting that subscription button below. We would love to have you join us. Today's video is about learning how to say no. Learning how to say no, especially to the narcissist. A lot of us who have backgrounds in dysfunctional families have had a few cluster personality relatives. So some of us have been groomed to behave codependently. So it's triple, I was going to say double tough, but it's triple tough, okay, to say the word no. A lot of people on the planet have difficulty saying that word no, even if they don't have a background and such as having cluster personalities in their families or narcissists. It's tough to say no anyway. I did a video last year about how goodbye, the word goodbye and the word no are two friends of mine. And they can become your friends too, okay? <laughs> so stay tuned for today's video, which is again about learning how to say no to especially the narcissist, okay? Mind the description button below. Description button description box, okay? Mind the description box below where you will find more details pertaining to today's video, okay? Having said all that, I'm Luminous Star. I wish you the best and stay tuned for the video. And hello there, this is Luminous Star. Welcome to my channel, Luminous Star. For you guys and gals who are current subscribers, mwah, thank you so much for subscribing. Thank you for sharing your stories and thank you for keeping me inspired and motivated to keep this channel active. For all of you who are visiting Luminous Star for the first time, welcome and why don't you join the Star family by hitting that subscription button below. We would love to have you. Today's video is about learn to say no, especially to a narcissist. I'm going to be going over a few points 
a few tools, and also mind the description box below for further details to today's video. Wherever you may be today or tonight, I wish you the very best. Don't forget to like and also share the video. First point, by practicing assertiveness, one is not placing the narcissist or cluster personality on the defense while choosing to express his or her mind and emotions without offending. However, when it pertains to the cluster personality and those with a narcissistic personality disorder, it is easy to offend him or her without intending to do so. The false self-image is easily threatened by any form of challenge from others in the relationship. Pause. First of all, the cluster personality and the narcissist they already have major insecurities. So when you add to that the fact that they have a false self-image to uphold, <laughs> okay, then that can really make the relationship extremely rocky and challenging. So even when you say something and you don't even mean to offend him or her, you can easily do so. And this, again, is directly linked to his or her having a false self-image and also him or her having major insecurities. Okay, so by practicing assertiveness, really you are not intentionally trying to put him or her on the defense. You're not trying to put the narcissist or cluster personality or anyone on the defense. You're simply expressing how you feel and what you think, again, without intentionally offending anyone. So when it comes to the cluster personality and the narcissist, once again, even when you don't intend to, you can still end up offending him or her. Emotions that narcissists and those with a cluster personality have no difficulty expressing are jealousy, anger, fear, and hatred. Pause. So these four emotions here, these are four emotions that most cluster personalities and narcissists feel pretty much consistently. I wouldn't say constantly, however, consistently. So really, there's probably not too many days that go by <laughs> that the narcissist or the cluster personality doesn't feel one or all of these emotions, and they have no difficulty expressing these emotions. Next point, while these emotions are expressed with certain tactics, such as gaslighting, are used by the cluster personality, and or narcissist, he or she is focused upon maintaining a strong sense of control. These emotions and tactics can result in others experiencing trauma, states of depression and anxiety, while having unresolved anger. Rather than comply to such behavior, it may be better to take steps to practice assertion or saying no. So yes, if you start practicing assertion, more than likely, it will be a game changer. But I want to forewarn you, we're dealing with the cluster personality or narcissist. So expect him or her to not take it so lightly that you are now deciding you're going to become a little bit more assertive. It's not that you are wrong. It's not that you are intentionally trying to offend him or her. See, the bottom line is, with the cluster personality and the narcissist, they're pretty much on edge all the time for a good fight. In other words, or translation, he or she is easily offended. 
even when others don't intend to offend him or her. So once you start practicing assertion, of course they're going to notice the cluspy personality that is, and the narcissist. They're going to notice. And another thing that's probably going to happen is that he or she will challenge you. They're going to try to knock you back down a peg or two. So expect this. But the more you practice assertion, the better you will become at it. So the emotions that I mentioned before, jealousy, anger, fear, and hatred, these are emotions that the cluster personality and the narcissist will express. But let's not forget those tactics that they will use, such as gaslighting. Okay, so while they are expressing these emotions here, they're also utilizing certain tactics like gaslighting. So they're going to combine. So there's, there's a lot of things going on. So as you practice assertion, don't expect the cluster personality or the narcissist to stop expressing these emotions here because more than likely they will intensify because the false self-image is going to be threatened by your practicing assertion. Because the cluster B personality, they're notorious for trying to dominate the relationship or all relationships for that matter that they have. So he or she is not going to take too kindly to this, quote, new you, unquote. But again, once you start to practice assertion, it will become a little bit easier to you. But at first, it will be challenging. So please be forewarned and use discretion. So while these emotions are being expressed along with the techniques such as gaslighting, this is a challenge to you. Or this is a way for the cluster personality and the narcissist to knock you back down a peg or two or to discourage you from practicing personal boundaries because he or she is not going to practice personal boundaries. This is also why when you begin to, or should you choose to begin to practice assertion, you're going to be met up with challenges that will feel uncomfortable. So again, be forewarned. However, I want to go ahead and encourage you today to continue to thrive forward by applying assertion to your support base or practicing it anyway. And rather than comply to such behavior, right? These emotions that I mentioned, the emotions along with the techniques such as gaslighting and other, I mean, so many tactics that the cluster personality and the narcissist has for source supply. I mean, most of us have lost count, but there are many. So while all of this is going on, rather than complying to such behavior, okay, or the conditions or the theme of the unhealthy relationship, it may be better to take small steps to practice assertion or by saying no. And again, be forewarned, it will be challenging. Tools. Tool number one, research assertion and how to begin practicing it. Tool number two, Rejuvenate your energy body by practicing mindfulness. Tool number three, try to remember the last time you compromised with an unreasonable demand of the narcissist or the cluster personality only to feel defeated. Let that motivate you to practice assertion by saying no. Pause. The last tool 
So yes, you might want to try to remember that last time you gave in when your gut said to say no, and you didn't. You went against what you truly desired or needed in the relationship, and you compromised with an unreasonable, that's a key word, unreasonable demand. Okay, they didn't even request <laughs> the clusty personality and the narcissist. No, they didn't request. They just demanded that you go along with an unreasonable, whatever, whatever that unreasonable thing was. They wanted you to go along with the unreasonable demand. Okay, so remember the last time that happened. A lot of us, again, have lost count of those times when our gut and our hearts and our spirits said no, but we went on and we compromised only to feel defeated later. Okay, so just think about all those times and let that be what motivates you to start practicing assertion or practice saying no a little bit more often. The second tool, rejuvenate your energy body. Absolutely. I did a few videos about how to break the low energy cycle. Rejuvenating your energy body goes right along with that. Because after you break the low energy cycle with the, with the narcissist, actually from the narcissist or the cluster personality, your energy body more than likely will feel rejuvenated, if not reborn. Because you are letting go a lot of stuff. Because think about it. A lot of us who have had unhealthy relationships with the cluster B personality and or the narcissist, we were carrying a lot of stuff. We were burdened down by a lot of their stuff as well as our own. Because the cluster B personality and narcissist, one of the things that they are notorious for is for projecting everything that they don't like about themselves, the things that they do not want to face or resolve for themselves. They are dumping on to others in the relationship. So rejuvenate your energy body because a lot of times, more than likely, you feel drained after dealing with the cluster personality and the narcissist. And a lot of you who live with these individuals, I, I really, my heart goes out to you. I feel compassion for you. I've been there. I've done that. For you all today, especially my stars, who are currently in a situation where you live with a narcissist or cluster personality, again, I know how that feels. I know that experience. So, more than likely, you feel quite drained in your energy body quite a bit. Okay? So, rejuvenate your energy body by practicing mindfulness. Research mindfulness. There's a lot of techniques to mindfulness. I will give you one. When you sit down and put pen to pad or you type out or you take a tape recorder and you record yourself speaking what you're feeling and thinking. Okay, because when you do a journal or when you're journaling, that is a book of you. You've heard of the book of Eli, right? But this is the book of you. You're simply recording your life your life experiences, the lessons you're learning, your perceptions, okay, about life, yourself, others, all of your experiences, your life is being recorded by you. So when you journal, it's a very powerful thing and it can prove to be a game changer. I can speak from experience on that one. 
So this is how you can rejuvenate your energy body, practicing mindfulness. The first tool, research assertion and how to begin practicing it. That's pretty self-explanatory. Research assertion, but I also want to suggest again to research practicing mindfulness. Okay, because again, some of us, we live with the cluster B personality or the narcissist. So right now, the circumstances are where you cannot change it right away. Okay, however, that does not mean you can't do something <laughs> for yourself to help yourself thrive forward. And on that note, let's move forward. Questions. First question. What's the best that can happen if you simply replied no to the narcissist or cluster personality? Pause. So think about, again, I just want to encourage, especially my stars, think about the last time you compromised, okay, with the unrealistic expectation or a very unrealistic demand, okay, or unreasonable demand. What happened? How did you feel? What type of thoughts were going on in your mind? You probably felt defeated. And you probably thought to yourself, man, I knew better. <laughs> right? So just let that motivate you to practice saying no. So the question again, what's the best that can happen? Not the worst. What's the best that can happen? Because you probably pretty much already know the worst that can happen. You've experienced it. But have you experienced the best that can happen? By simply saying no. So try that one off a size. What's the best that can happen? Okay. Second question. Can you envision yourself practicing assertion? If not, why not? Pause. Some of us who have been groomed as children to behave codependently as adults. Yeah, this one is going to be really tough. And not judging. I'm not judging. I'm simply making the point that if a child is groomed to behave codependently, practicing assertion will seem like a pipe dream because he or she is so accustomed to pleasing others. So can you envision yourself at least, if you're not at least practicing it or putting it into radical action, could you at least envision yourself Practicing assertion? Visualization is a very game-changing tactic. It really is. So if you're not already putting it to radical action, if you're not doing it already, the first start to doing something, the first step to doing something is to see it in your mind. So can you envision yourself practicing assertion? If not, why not? And it very well could be because... You're not accustomed to practicing assertion. You're accustomed to pleasing everyone else, especially those who have a predatory nature. You tend to self-sacrifice for individuals who do not validate you or who you know deep down inside would never sacrifice themselves for you. Okay, so this may be why it's difficult for you to envision. But I want to encourage you today to start. One way you can start envisioning yourself practicing assertion is to get a collage. 
Get some images out of a newspaper, a magazine, or print some images out on the computer. Put a collage together. And as you journal, start looking at those images. So that way you can just go ahead and envision yourself doing some of these powerful things that you see in these images. You can see somebody running a marathon. Put that in your collage. A picture of someone playing with their pets. Place it in your collage. And so on and so on. This way, you can just start envisioning yourself practicing assertion. Third and final question. What's the hook in which keeps you complying to unrealistic expectations of others and the emotional demands of an unhealthy relationship or unhealthy relationships? Pause. So what's the hook? That's the key word in that question. So what is it that keeps you anchored in the unhealthy relationship? Because there's a lot of unrealistic expectations that go on in unhealthy relationships. From a broken marriage to a domestic violence situation to a dysfunctional family. What do all of those have in common? Unrealistic expectations. So what's the hook that keeps you anchored and complying with the unrealistic expectations and the unhealthy relationship? There are a lot of emotional demands that are very unrealistic. Okay, the the demands are very emotional and actually spiritual as well. That's another video. But check out the hook. What keeps you anchored in the unhealthy relationship? Some of us have several unhealthy relationships. So what keeps you hooked? And I know for me, once I looked at that, yeah, it was a game changer. Because with all the shenanigans going on in that unhealthy relationship, it is very tough to focus and see things clearly. Been there, done that. <laughs> I have absolutely been there, done that. And what helped me to see things a little bit more clearly was when I began to journal and I began to envision myself doing something. Then the next thing I knew, I started to take radical action. And voila, I was practicing assertion and my confidence increased. So again, what's the hook? What's keeping you anchored? And that unhealthy relationship or those unhealthy relationships. I want to thank everybody for watching. I'm Luminous Star. Wherever you may be today or tonight, I wish you the very best. So stay tuned for more videos.